We want to look today for a thought preaching inside out. There are so many things today that are proper, so many things today that have to be just right. But I want to say that preaching inside out is a way that may not suit everybody's way of looking at it. It may not be just right down the line. It may not be uh, uh, something that is in ABC order. One, two, three. Our scripture lesson today is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And the Apostle Paul, of course, was writing to the church at Corinth. He had been saved probably according to Bible scholars, maybe 20 years or so before this, on the road to Damascus. He was of the tribe of Benjamin, I believe, and he was raised at the feet of Gamaliel. He was a well-educated man, and I'm thankful for that. I'm amazed at the young preachers here, at your education. I'm amazed at the depth of scripture that God has given you. I'm so thankful as I look out and see uh, uh, each one of you, but especially those that may be preaching to my grandchildren or my great-grandchildren. But this was probably 20 years after that Paul had been saved when he wrote this. He said, and I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. God had revealed to him that no matter what his level of education and intelligence was, that he could do nothing without the power of the Holy Spirit of God, without God being in the matter. I'm going to say today that as we look at the teachers that thank God I've enjoyed every lesson. I'm thankful for them and the years we're standing on the shoulders of the preachers and the power of God of years gone by. Amen. 
And I want to say to those that had the devotional, uh, uh, there's been uh, lessons taught here uh, from the de uh, devotional leaders uh, that go far beyond uh, my comprehension. Uh, I thank God for that. But I want to say today at the old uh, Union Minister School, that there's lessons that have been taught uh, that weren't from behind the book board. I look out and I see little groups of three or four people and they're asking about this and they're talking about that and young preachers are, are leaning their ear in to hear what the older ones are saying. I want to say we need to be the teacher that God made us. I cannot be the teacher that these men are. I have to teach in the light that God gives me. I have to preach in the light that God gives me. My wife and I were watching television in one particular instance, but it's happened a hundred times. We, have, I was, we were watching a nature show and it was about uh, 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 an animal. I don't remember exactly what it was. Maybe a, a, a cub lion. I don't know. And she said, did you see that? I said, yeah, I saw that. I didn't know that about them. She said, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the ram that was on that second mountain way over there. I said, well, no, I didn't see that. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. This brother up here, I heard some things I didn't see. Everybody that's been up here, I might have seen this. I'm nearsighted. <laughs> I don't have them on right now, but I, I need glasses to drive. I can, I can see pretty good. I can hold this up close enough that I can see it. But I have trouble seeing far away sometimes. There are some teachers that can bring some obscure lessons that's far away from me, but they can bring them to me. Amen. But you know what? I'm a simple man. I'm a simple person. I need it plain and uh, 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 easy to understand. And I believe that's what Paul, he saw there's people like me out there. He said, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and the power. I want to ask you here today, I'll never probably be able to ask this. Maybe God will never bring it around again. How many of you were turned inside out when God called you to preach. Boy, I was turned inside out. Preaching inside out. Uh, I'll tell you, when God deals with an individual, it's from the inside out. These words... 
not enticing words, plain, simple, easy to understand words. That's what Paul used. I, I think he could have probably used some uh, words we'd needed to look up in the dictionary. But he used plain ones for people like me. I was 27 years old when the Lord saved me. On a Wednesday, I got to stand up last night. May the 16th, 1979. I'm going to say when you're preaching inside out, you won't get too far away from your experience. You may not preach it every time. I understand that. And there's other things to preach and teach, but don't ever let that get too far. I think the most inside out I've ever been turned was just a few moments before the Lord saved me on that day. Boy, I was inside out. You know, uh, there's times when I get in a rush and I, I might put my socks on inside out or my, now they don't, they've cut the tags or they don't even cut it out. They just stamp shirts now and they don't have tags in them. I'm, I have put them on uh, inside out and worn them that way. You know what? That's embarrassing, isn't it? Boy, you'll try to change that just as quick as you can. I'm going to say that when God turns us inside out, we don't need to be embarrassed about that. Amen. Before the Lord saved my soul, I saw myself on a downward spiral to a devil's hell. And you talk about being honest with God. That I'm not an honest person. I don't steal. I try not to lie and things like that. But I'll tell you, I'm not honest with God all the time. And a lot of times I find myself being selfish. Even in my prayers, uh, it'll be selfish but you know, when God deals with us in a certain way and turns us inside out, we can give him honor and glory. Amen. And I was calling out, crying out. I wasn't raised to pray out loud. I wasn't raised to, to, to uh, 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 seek the Lord and salvation, something you know about. I wasn't raised in a plain, simple way. I'm going to say, a lot of places, maybe some of you have never been these places. I don't know, uh, I believe Brother Watts said he'd been a few of them. Uh, people fold their coat up and put it right next to you so you can see where it came from. But I'm going to tell you, it doesn't matter uh, what the outward appearance is. What matters is what's on the inside. I, I remember a brother... Uh, I, I, as far as lessons taught, his name was James. Long, it was been several years ago now. We were in revival and he had on a red cowboy shirt. James had on a red cowboy. It was red as red could be. And red is probably, I, I guess I like red, but it's not my favorite color. But I said, James, I like your shirt. Just passing. You know what? The next night we came to revival and that shirt had been taken to the laundry 
and it was sitting on a hanger. He said, I want to give you that shirt. I want to give you that. You know, you don't have to be behind the books board to teach a lesson. I thought that man loves the Lord. He loves me. He gave me a shirt. Uh, And I'd say he probably didn't have a whole lot of shirts. I don't know. There was another instance. A man was preaching the gospel. We were in revival. I hadn't been saved long. I was used to a man in a robe. But then when I got saved, everybody wore short sleeve white shirts. Back in the summer, and there wasn't much air conditioning. It was hot. Still is hot. Lots of places. But anyhow, he got up to preach, and he had on a cowboy shirt and a a string. I think they call them bolo ties. I don't know. Something like that. And he had cowboy boots and uh, maybe jeans. I don't know. And my thought was, can a man preach in that? I just don't know. (laughs) But you know what? Every lesson doesn't come from back here. There's been many uh, uh, lessons that I'll never forget that I've heard from back here. But you know, Loman taught me a lesson that day. He got up and he preached. He preached the Word of God. And he preached, you know how long he preached? About 15 minutes. And he said... The Lord's finished with me. I believe it's time for the sinners to seek the Lord. He sat down and I knew from that point on, it doesn't matter what the preacher's got on as long as he's in touch with the Lord. This scripture lesson I read to you about Apostle Paul, that he came not with excellency of speech. I I know that as the physician Luke said, for as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us, I don't have anything new today. I read where the wise man said there's nothing new under the sun. It may be brought out a little different, but there's, you know, if, if I really started preaching something new, I believe Brother Don would step on my fingers up here. <laughs> I really do. I'm not hearing new things. We're hearing things that God, in uh, Hebrews 13, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. The gospel doesn't change. The plan of salvation doesn't change. The way God calls men to preach doesn't change. So how can we hear something new? It's all, I don't know it all. Uh, That's what uh, Miss Nett told me in English class. She said, uh, uh, you don't know it all. She said, it's best for you just keep your mouth closed. Don't tell people what you don't know. As soon as you open, they'll be aware of it. And she was right. 
But this scripture lesson was preached on uh, Sunday, December the 13th, 1981 at Rocky Hill Missionary Baptist Church over in Monroe County. The reason I remember that is because that's the first time I ever tried to stand for the Lord. I didn't go there with that intention. I didn't go there because my wife didn't know that day I'd been called to preach. But the Lord turned me inside out. You talk about some inside out preaching. I was on the way over there and the Lord, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I want to say these teachers that's brought these lessons today to, and, and all around this place that's been down where our women are, are, I'm sure there's lessons that are being taught where God's being glorified. Why these lessons are taught from people that fear the Lord. You know, I, I, I could... And these other men, we could just, why not, maybe I could go over somewhere and uh, pick this out. I'm going to say that that's not how that God directs me to preach. God. When I, I we'll get to that uh, maybe just in a, in a little bit, but when I pray and ask the Lord for a message, I feel in my heart when, when I've prayed first and asked God what's needed here. I don't know. I don't know what's in the secret corners of your life, the hidden circumstances, but God does. Because somebody comes in that's of a different faith or, or somebody that you've got a, a something that uh, you want to prove a point to doesn't mean that God's going to change your message. He might. But as we study and pray, many times the Lord says, bring it out. Amen. And sometimes I'll be studying and I'll get right off on myself and he'll say, leave it out. Bring it out. Danny, leave it out. I was talking with a, Somebody a long time ago, and we were going to riding to. I was taking him. We had a, he had an appointment where I was pastoring, and he got to talking. And I don't remember what the subject was, but he stopped in the middle of it and said, "Wait just a minute." He said, "That's James talking. Forget that. Let's get on something else." He realized that he was straying away from where the Lord wanted him to be. I'm thankful that the Lord can direct us in the path Amen. that we ought to go. Amen. I'd been running from my preaching for about two years. God called me to preach at Spring Creek Missionary Baptist Church in Macon County, Tennessee. I was saved in 79 and started preaching the last of 81 
When I got there to the church, it told we had a good spiritual service. And before I knew it, I told them I'd been called to preach. My pastor was preaching there. He pastored two churches at the time. He said, well, you got anything on your heart? <laughs> that might be out of ordinary some. Uh, I, I, but I said, yes, I do. I, I, it'd been piling up on me a while. I'm going to say this before a man can preach inside out. He's got to be born again by the great power of God. Amen. God doesn't call sinners to preach. Right. How can a person hear about the word of God unless the preacher that's up here, unless he's been saved. If the blind lead the blind, they'll both fall in the ditch, won't they? There's a lot of people that's in the ditch today. I was one of them. I was as a firebrand plucked from the burning. Twenty-seven with a family. Two children had a good job. Seemed like everything was going downhill. But you know the Lord saved my wife. Yes. Think about it, she'd heard when she was about, I think, nine years old maybe about how you must be born again. Heard from the old time Baptist preacher that used words. And you know, uh, I'm not sure that where she went that uh, they knew much about apologetics or expository preaching or texture, if you take a text on something or character study preaching or uh, things like that that men's put a label on. But I'll tell you what they knew about spiritual preaching. Amen. They knew about that. They knew about a preaching that would get in a little girl's heart and tell her she's lost and you'll never be satisfied till you get saved. Amen. Even when you marry a modernist and he takes you somewhere else, you'll not be satisfied with that. She got saved at Goodwill. She'll take you right to the side of the altar where the Lord saved her. Boy, I tell you what, there was some rough times at our house. I got a little bit uh, perturbed. I was upset. She'd say, well, you're not taking the kids back there. <laughs> and I'd say, I was like, well, we'll see. You know what she did? She could have kept fussing on me. We could have blown up, and I don't know what had happened. Only, I don't know. You know what she did? She got on the telephone. She said, 
Pray for Danny. He's lost. He's deceived. Pray for him. And one person called another. And there's an invisible network that I don't see all of them. But they were praying for me. And she said, Danny, would you just take me down to Goodwill? Uh, they're in revival and I don't have anywhere to go. And I said, well, yeah, I'll take you. And they got to preaching in the power and demonstration of the Spirit. The Lord set me about, uh, all about halfway back on this side over here, if you, by the way I'm looking out. And he set somebody, a woman, right in front of me. Boy, she got happy, started jumping, and started clapping, and the Lord blessed her, and she went out. She lost consciousness and went out. Never, I've never been in a service like that before or since, but she did. And I saw that. And it wasn't long till the Lord let me know, these people have something you don't have. And it turned me inside out. Everything that I'd been taught, it turned it inside out. And it wasn't long till that meeting broke. I was still lost, never made a move. But I knew there was a love there. I knew there was something special. And I went to a, a revival uh, uh, that was at an old paint store, gone out, just kind of uh, went right on after that one. Brother Junior Farley. I don't know what Brother Odell Wallace, he was helping him, Brother Carl Reese. Brother Farley was preaching the night that I really got uh, concerned, but the night before, Brother Wallace preached something that came up inside of me and let me know there's something bad wrong with you. Brother Farley, he came back the next night and he preached, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Yeah. For I bear them record, they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. And going about to establish their own righteousness, they have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. He preached that to me. God took it and sent it. And it wasn't long, too many days after that, came Wednesday, May the 16th, 1979, when the Lord turned me inside out, gave me something, sealed it by His Holy Spirit. And I'm thankful for everyone that's been saved by the grace of God. True salvation is from the inside out. I'm going to say a genuine and true call to preach is also an inside out work of God. Nobody heard the Spring Creek. Nobody heard that preach but me. And it scared me real bad. And I didn't move. We were bowed at the altar, uh, in our seats rather, at, uh, uh, after uh, 
the preliminaries and song. We had prayer, and it was during that prayer he called me. And uh, Brother Don knows where Spring Creek is. I backed all the way up to Maple Grove. Never moved an inch. I was just moving back. Can't do it. Can't do it. That's not what that is. But two years later, thank the Lord, he gave me the courage. Yes, God's called me. And I want to say that when we're preparing to preach, as when it comes our turn to stand, we need to pray inside out. Amen. We need to be praying. I, when I'm talking, I'm talking from the very innermost part, from your heart. We need to ask God and, and depend on Him. When we're preparing to deliver a message, prayer must come first. Amen. Our first stop should be the prayer closet. Amen. And we must connect spiritually with God in order to preach His Word. Jonah found that out. And he became willing to preach the preaching that I bid thee. That's what God told him. He said, you preach what I give you to preach. I believe it's the only way to find peace and success in the ministry that God's called you to. I heard somebody say this. Uh, I wasn't, not necessarily spiritual, I don't guess, but bloom where God plants you. Wherever God puts you. Somebody else mentioned this. God puts you... Uh, uh, the pastor of church, that's well and good. If you're a missionary or, or uh, preaching on appointments or nursing homes or whatever the situation is, find out where the Lord wants you. Amen. There will be times that you must be instant in season and out. Opportunities open unexpectedly to you or me, but it's not to God. I was thinking uh, about a time is in Bowling Green. I'd gone to a funeral and was visiting, uh, paying my respects there. And uh, uh, it was the sister of a member where I was pastoring. It was uh, laid out, if you want to say that. And uh, I just thought, well, I'll stay to the end of the funeral. And I went back and sat down. And it wasn't but just a few minutes. Uh, the lady that's a member of where I belong, she said, uh, the preacher's not coming. Can you preach this funeral? <laughs> and... Uh, you know, there wasn't really time uh, for me to, to study maybe. I, this has been almost two years in the making here, and I'm still. I still this morning was asking God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I saw something one time said, don't bother me. Uh, uh, don't rush me. Because I'm waiting to the last minute. You know, I was on a T-shirt or something. and said, don't rush me. I'm waiting. I'm not waiting to the last minute, but I'm asking God to help me up until the last minute. Amen. 
And then when it comes time to preach, we have to depend on him. But the funny thing about that, uh, I thought, well, I bet not many preachers had that experience before. We stand out here this morning and uh, Brother Skinner said he had that experience. And uh, um, Brother Chandler was out there, Brother Danny. I, I didn't even mention it. I never even mentioned it. And I'd got in a tree. Uh, there was three of us there, and, and that, both of them had the same experience. So I want to say to the younger preachers, uh, don't be surprised if you're surprised. <laughs> because God may lay out something, and I'm going to say that may be one of the times when you have great, great liberty because you turned yourself inside out. Instead of flipping pages, we're praying. If there's 10 minutes left and somebody says, can you go to the uh, uh, radio and preach for me or somebody gets sick in the church, I'd rather see the preacher praying 10 minutes than flipping pages 10 minutes. God will take care of that. Might be unexpected to you, but it's not God. Preparing for the message. Preparing inside out. Each preacher's different, but each preacher's the same. We may have different mannerisms, different ways of speech and appearances. A lot of preachers may be like me. Their, their nouns and verbs may not agree. Their verbs may be out of tense sometimes. But I'll tell you what, they know the Lord. Amen. They know the power of God. And they preach in the light God's given them. Our work may be as an evangelist, pastor, teacher, missionary. We may have different talents and gifts. I've seen these brethren over here at the piano, the beautiful voices I hear singing. God has given you a gift. You may have worked. You may have practiced. I don't care how long that I'd practice. I don't think I have that gift. But I want to say, if God's given you a gift, use it. 1 Corinthians 4 and 7 says, For who maketh thee to differ from another? I want to apply this to our service today. Who maketh thee to differ one from another? None, no two of us. We don't have the same fingerprints, do we? Nobody in the world does. We're all different in here, but we're all the same. We're all the same when it comes down to some particular things. And what hast thou that thou did not receive? What have you got that you made with your own hand? What, have you, what gift do you have that's because of your actions or your works? 
Apostle Paul, he said, now if thou didst receive it, in other words, if God has given you this, why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received it? These teachers that have the great ability to uh, 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 bring lessons out of uh, the desert, out, out of the tabernacle, out of uh, the, the ark, and out of uh, uh, the places where on the cross of Calvary. That's a gift from God. Apostle Paul tells us to study to shew thyself approved unto God. All scriptures given by inspiration. I think we know when we're preparing to preach and when, if we're not preaching, we need to be studying and reading the word of God. <clears throat> but I'm going to say there's a prerequisite prerequisite to that and that's praying before I it doesn't take me long to get sidetracked I have to pray Lord help me listen don't let me get sidetracked in something don't let me get detoured in some kind of thought or the Lord can be right bringing something and it seemed like Satan will say whoa did you pay that bill Today, so, and I've missed it. On television, we can run it back sometimes. But I'll tell you, the Lord expects our attention. He expects us to not be selfish when we get to the house of God and be thinking about worldly things or carnal things, but spiritual things. Amen. Preaching from the inside out. Jesus must be the central point of our preaching. Amen. Jesus, he's the central point of the New Testament. He's the central point of the Old Testament. Amen. He's the central point should be in our churches, Amen. in our homes, Amen. on our jobs, Amen. in our lives. It's Jesus the central point. I live in Scottsville, and I'm just going to use this for an example. If you go there, you'll see the square is right in the middle of town. I lived on Main Street, and you could see almost the square from where I live, and I could walk there. Here's a straight shot. And it was an easy way and a clear way. You know, some scriptures are that way. All roads lead to Jesus, and you can see him on the cross. For God so loved the world, he gave his only... You can see Jesus. You can see him healing. But you know, when I married, I moved out in the country. And you had to go off of Main Street and off the federal... Uh, U.S. Highway and the State Road and the County Road and then off the road that I lived on. But you know what? All roads led back to the square. There's just a little bit harder to find 
a little bit more difficult. God's given some people the ability uh, to lead a road that may be a little hard for some of us to see. But no matter where in the Bible, I want to ask the Lord, show me the road to Jesus in that. In the tabernacle, show me that road. Paul preached Christ and him crucified. He said, I was determined to know nothing save Jesus Christ and him crucified. We must depend on the Lord to direct our heart and our mind and our thoughts when we're preaching. Peter said in Acts 5, we ought to obey God rather than men. God is no respecter of persons and neither should we be. If the message comes from God, it'll prosper and it'll not return void, Isaiah said. In 55, chapter 55. And our desire, ours, not our desire is that people receive the message not as the word of men, but as the word of God. I'm thankful when we can turn ourselves inside out. I'm talking about preaching now. Praying, preparing, preaching the word. When we can do that, I'm thankful that the Lord will bring the message to us. Amen. We don't have to go, go out saying, well, what about this and what about that? But how pleasing it is to preachers when God puts something on our hearts. And we know that's what God wants us to deliver. Bring it out. All the other stuff, leave it out. Today as we conclude our few little thoughts, and I want to say with all the fullness of love and compassion that we can bring up, that we can muster today, this school cannot and will not teach a person to preach. Amen. We can't do it. They must be called of God, saved and called of God first, and depend on the Lord. I thought about... Uh, how that only God can qualify a man. He's the only one that can call him. He doesn't call the qualified, does he? But he qualifies the called. The Lord will put his seal of approval 
He'll direct you in ways that you should go. As we uh, think about how that the last few months may have been discouraging to some of you. There's young preachers here that uh, you haven't gotten to preach on appointments like you wanted to. I'm praying the Lord's going to open us back up. But the Bible tells us, I believe it's uh, Romans 8 and 28, uh, for all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and for them that are called according to his purpose. I've seen some of my preaching brethren here. I don't know, maybe I don't know your name, don't know you personally. But I've seen you during this pandemic preaching on the Facebook. He's opened the way. The pandemic, the uh, uh, virus, the COVID virus may not be something good in itself, but all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Uh, there were days that we could hear uh, preaching from uh, 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 daylight till dark. Just one right after the other. I'll tell you what I'm looking for. Somebody said it today. Revival season. Amen. A lot of messages preached. The seed sown. It may not have been. Not every lesson is taught behind the book board. Not every message is preached in the church. Amen. And I'm thinking, Lord, bless these Young brethren, middle-aged brethren, older brethren. Just take us and use us. Let us stand aside and let us preach inside out. May God bless you is our prayer.